Did you know that you can lose weight with ease and fun? My name is Leandra McMullen. I'm a Christian certified life and weight coach. If you want to apply God's promises to your life, live victoriously in your health, and stop overeating for good, you are in the right place. Let's go. Hey, 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 my friends. I'm so excited to be with you today. Happy Monday. So I'm really excited to talk to you about getting unstuck. And let's dive into why we do things we don't want to do and why we don't do things we want to do, right? Especially in weight loss, I hear a lot where people get frustrated with themselves because they plan exercise or they plan their meals. And then when it comes time to follow through with those things, we just don't do it. So we're going to talk about our brains today and we're going to talk about why it is so easy to plan things that are good for us and actually be excited, right? Be really excited for those things we plan to do. And then when it comes time to follow through, why it's so hard in that moment to follow through with what we planned. Have you ever experienced this, right? Where you tell yourself on Sunday night, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to exercise at 5 a.m. And you actually go to bed feeling excited about it. You know you're going to feel great. You know it's going to make your day better. And so you go to bed excited that you're going to do that. And then the alarm goes off at 5 a.m. And you just don't want to go. You've lost all the motivation and you can't get yourself up. So you sleep through your 5 a.m. planned exercise and most of the day you then beat yourself up. So why do we do this? Let's talk about it. So we have two brains and the front part of our brain we call the prefrontal cortex. And this part of our brain is the highest version of ourselves. It plans and it knows what's best for us. So this front part of our brain is the part of your brain on Sunday night that says, tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. I'm going to get up and exercise. It's the part of your brain that decides on Sunday night that you're going to make healthier choices next week in your nutrition. It's the part of your brain that takes out your planner and puts all of your appointments and tasks and food written out, planned, and ready to go. We're the only species that can do this. Animals cannot plan ahead and they cannot, they don't know what's best for them, right? Like an animal is not going to say, oh, no, I shouldn't eat that, right? But we have this part of our brain 
that knows what's best for us and can plan to do what is best for us. We also have a lower brain and that brain sits at the back bottom and it is what I like to call the emotional brain. And that brain has three purposes. One, to conserve energy. Two, to seek pleasure. And three, to avoid pain. We call this the motivational triad of our emotional brain. Now, our emotional brain is very useful and well-intended, right? Our emotional brain is the brain that tells us, don't run into the street, a car is coming. Or don't touch the stove because it's hot. So when there is actual physical danger, we want to listen to our emotional brain for sure. It's wanting to keep us alive. But it doesn't know the difference between being uncomfortable and a car coming that's going to hit us in the middle of the road. So when we decide with our prefrontal cortex, our higher brain, that we're going to go exercise tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. and be excited about it because our brain knows, right, that that's what we really want to do and what is best for us, when that alarm goes off at 5 a.m., the lower brain thinks that's going to be uncomfortable and we're not going to survive. It literally thinks that there's a car coming and you're going to get hit. And it's going to do everything in its power to protect you. It wants to keep you alive. It needs to avoid that pain. It also wants to conserve energy and seek pleasure. So it would make sense that your lower brain at 5 a.m. would talk you into staying in bed. Let's conserve energy. Let's seek the pleasure of staying in bed a little longer. Because if we get up, To go exercise, we might die. (laughs) It literally thinks that. And the same is true when we decide we're going to eat healthier on Sunday night. We say we're going to plan our meals and then for lunch the next day, what we planned, we don't feel like eating it. And that's because when we're planning our meals, our highest brain, the highest part of ourself knows exactly what we need. And that's why we get excited in the moment to plan it. But then when lunch comes the next day and we don't want to eat what's on that plan, it doesn't sound good, something else sounds better, that is our emotional brain conserving energy, seeking pleasure, and avoiding pain. It's seeking pleasure to go eat something different, something that sounds better. It's avoiding pain because eating what we plan that sounds not so good doesn't sound fun. It sounds a little painful, 
and it doesn't know the difference between being hit by a car in the middle of the road and eating a healthy lunch when we don't feel like it. So the emotional brain's job is just to keep us alive and keep us comfortable. So understanding this is so powerful in the weight loss journey. When we fully understand why we have that inner battle with ourselves, why do we want to go exercise but then don't follow through? It's kind of like a battle of the brains. One knows what's best for us. The other one wants to keep us comfortable and not die. So what we want to do is we want to override that emotional brain. We want to keep our prefrontal cortex in charge most of the time. So I like to do what's called talking back to my brain. When my emotional brain tries to talk me out of something that I planned to do ahead of time. I just talk back to her. In fact, I gave my emotional brain a name. And if you are on a weight loss journey and you're finding yourself stuck in this cycle of planning what's good for you and not following through, you might want to give your emotional brain a name. So for example, my emotional brain's name is Winifred, and I chose that name because that was my great-grandmother's name, and she loved me. She wanted what was best for me. She never wanted me to be uncomfortable. She didn't want me to ever be embarrassed. So she would teach me things that would keep me mainstreamed in the world, right? Like, oh, maybe we don't want to do that, Leandra, because the kids at school might tease you, right? So she was always well-intended, but she kind of kept me playing small. She kind of kept me mainstreamed so I'd stay comfortable and not be in discomfort. And that's exactly what our emotional brain does for us. It keeps us playing small. It keeps us comfortable. And when we're comfortable, we can't go out and achieve our dreams. Because discomfort, my friends, when we are uncomfortable, that is when we create our dream life. I like to say discomfort is the currency to my dreams. So we want to talk back to that emotional brain. So when I plan something and it's not going to be comfortable in the moment, I already anticipate Winifred's going to try to talk me out of this. And we are going to keep the prefrontal cortex in charge. And we're just going to talk to Winifred. And this is what I often say. Thank you. Thank you so much, Winifred, for keeping me alive. I appreciate you. I know you want to keep me comfortable. But you can settle down. We're going to be fine. We're not going to die. We're going to get up and go do the exercise, or we're going to stick to our meal plan and eat what we decided to eat for lunch today. 
you can settle down. We're going to be fine. And that's how you do it, my friends. You talk back to that emotional brain. You let the emotional brain know that you're going to be fine, that you're not going to die. And I want to talk to you just for a couple minutes about Proverbs 20, uh, let's see, Proverbs 25, verse 28, where it says, he who has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. So in other words, when we have self-control and discipline in our life, we add protection to our life. And this is how we do it. I talk to a lot of people who say, oh, I'm just not disciplined, or I wish I was more disciplined, or I have no self-control. And we think about self-discipline and self-control as something that happens to us, that some people have more of it, and I have less of it, and I wish I had more of it. And that is a lie. God has given us all a spirit of discipline and self-control. He's given us our brain. He's given us our prefrontal cortex. And when we know that our prefrontal cortex is in charge and we can talk back to that emotional brain and do what's uncomfortable and not let her drive the day, that is when we have the most self-control and self-discipline. You got this, my friends. Be in charge. Use that prefrontal cortex to keep you in charge of your weight loss goals. You got this. I love you. And use that self-discipline this week. Thanks so much for listening to the Christian Weight Loss Podcast. And listen, if you are ready to lose weight without the drama of planning what you want to do only to not follow through, and if you're tired of beating yourself up only to not follow through again tomorrow, be sure to book a free consult with me. The link is in the show notes. And until next week, let's go live our life in grace unlimited self-love, and victorious in Jesus.